In the future, roving bands of comic book podcasts will savage the wasteland, once known as the internet. One podcast, the Grawlix podcast, may not be the biggest, may not be the funniest, may not be the most well-spoken. Wait, what was my point again? Oh yes, the Grawlix podcast. Listen to it at GrawlixPodcast.com. That's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. Hey everybody, this is Butch Patrick, that's right, a.k.a. Edward Wolfgang Munster, and you're listening to Moose's Monster Mash. Welcome, Horror Hounds, to another all-new episode of Moose's Monster Mesh. I'm your host, Moose, and we have, well, I guess it might be a toxic episode, but toxic in a good way, because joining me today is the mayor, the governor, the president, hell, the king of Tromaville, Uncle Lloyd himself, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the dictator of Tromaville. I'm the Bolus Naro. <laughs> and uh, she, what's his name in China, all rolled into one political. <laughs> Thank you for that great in- introduction, Moose. Oh, it's uh, an honor and a privilege. I mean, what what is it, 45 years of entertainment now coming out of Troma? Well, this is my 50th year, buddy. Troma's uh, going up on 48 years. Uh, and now you are going to be known as Tromus. I- I'll take it. I was going <laughs> to ask if I could be knighted in Tromaville, but I'll-, I'll-, I'll take Tromus. You would be celebrated. We'd have a national holiday if you came to visit the Troma building. At Tromaha. Don't you live in Tromaha? In Tromaha, yeah. <laughs> take me from... You-, you started in college in... And you were going to be a social worker doing, like, Chinese studies. How do you go from – how does a young Lloyd go from social worker to I'm now making horror movies for the masses? How, do, how does that – like, take take us back to a young Lloyd who makes that change. It's all the fault of Yale University. I made the mistake of uh, going there, and I was roomed my freshman year – uh, uh, in uh, a small bedroom with Robert Edelstein, who was the the head of the Yale Film Society. And our, our beds were, uh, it's a very small bedroom. Our beds were head to toe. So at night I'd, I'd, I'd uh, uh, inhale his Godard uh, smelling feet and uh, the aroma du trauma was born. Uh, I wanted to be, I was going to be, I believed in a good uh, liberal education because I'm very bourgeois. And uh, and uh, uh, I I started drifting into the Yale Film Society theater, uh, looking for boys to date. But uh, Yale was only men in those days. Uh, and and one night there was a place was kind of empty, and uh, I watched Ernst Lubitsch's "To Be or Not to Be," uh, not to be confused with the son of a Lubitsch. Uh, which was a uh, half Jewish, half uh, female dog. Uh, uh, Lubitsch, son of a Lubitsch. What a bad joke. Uh, at any rate, uh, To Be or Not to Be by Ernst Lubitsch 
was the thing that really pushed me over the line. And uh, Yale Film Society, uh, uh, and if you want to blame somebody for trauma, Moose, uh, uh, go to the graves of Jack Benny, uh, Carol Lombard, Ernst Lubitsch, and of course the great Robert Stack, and uh, urinate on them. It's all their fault. Oh, so you can definitely see a lot of Jack Benny in trauma films. He was, he was genuinely funny, except he didn't have to be, he didn't have to be, uh, you know, a little bit ra- raunchy. He couldn't be raunchy. He was funny without being raunchy. Right. I suppose to Mel Brooks, who I worship, whom I worship, uh, <laughs> who did a movie called Blazing Saddles, which could never be done today, oh, right? No, no. As I've actually had that conversation a lot with uh, some friends, and as good as it was, you you couldn't touch that movie again with a ten foot pole. No, the the uh, the uh, wonderful uh, atmosphere of today. <laughs> In fact, uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm is all about the Twitter hate and the Twitter bait and the uh, you know it's a fake uh, limousine liberal bullshit and fascism and uh, you know uh, that's how hashtag Shakespeare system is all inspired by uh, this uh, enchilada of uh, hate well before we get too far in why don't you give us an overview of uh, hashtag uh, Shakespeare Shakespeare shitstorm I can't even talk no problem Shakespeare couldn't either (laughs) he had to be on drugs when he uh, wrote some of those plays actually the Tempest my favorite Shakespearean play or Shakespeare play is The Tempest. Very trippy. It's got a monster in it. It's got fairies. It's got, uh, uh, you know, special effects. And, and uh, um, I loved it as a kid. And, um, and, and uh, I waited till I was very old to play Prospero. I played Prospero in my version of The Tempest called hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. The original Tempest begins with a big storm. Uh, so uh, the trauma team and I, Justin uh, Martell, uh, uh, John Brennan, and my beautiful wife, the commissioner, uh, Pat Sweeney Kaufman, uh, we went to Albania and we created one heck of a storm. In fact, I would venture to say it's a ship storm. And I don't want to be any uh, kind of a spoiler, but we needed a big ship for that. Did any of it hit the fan? Not a. <laughs> Just, uh, we, uh, I'm not going to give too much more away, but uh, do whales uh, mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> and we filmed in Albania, the first American movie company to ever film in Albania, uh, other than documentaries. And now, very big budget movies are coming to Albania because we uh, proved that Albania could do a good job. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're afraid to take a risk in the mainstream. By the way, Albania, if I read the New York Times, the New York Nazi Times correctly, Albania has taken in more Afghan refugees than anybody, and they're putting them up in the uh, posh uh, resorts. And uh, Albania is a very poor country. Hmm. So, uh, bravo, Albania. Plus, they let Troma film there. Troma has been pretty ahead of its time as far as cranking people out people and things out way ahead i mean you guys essentially gave birth to james gunn who is now this mainstream huge director coming off the heels of suicide squad guardians of the galaxy before that but 
way back in the day is part of Tromeo and Juliet. So, I mean, that, the, you know, and so, that, I mean, that's got to be a pretty big notch for you guys. I spent five years trying to get a script that I, I, I wouldn't feel too embarrassed with. And James came on as my assistant and uh, I had read his book. Uh, his resume was was hilarious. Part of it said that he was a performance artist who vomited on stage. And, you know, that's a big part of my uh, curriculum vitae. So uh, I immediately hired him as my assistant. And then he, I don't even know if he was my assistant. Anyway, I hired him. And uh, <laughs> I had terrible time with the Tromeo and Juliet screenplay. I give it to James, give him a hundred bucks. Bingo. He solved it. Uh, except the first draft had seven urination, or maybe it was eight urination scenes, which I personally enjoyed very much. Uh, but uh, I told him, uh, no, we can't have uh, too many. We can't have so many. And he, 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 the, you know, when I read the, um, his, uh, I couldn't figure out how to do the balcony speech. And James, boy, James solved it. I mean, really wonderful. It's a great movie. And by the way, by the way, there's a fan, uh, a fan film, a fan video, kind of a, a, a dedication to uh, Suicide Squad with Margot. Uh, and she does this thing about, oh, the rain, I love the rain. <laughs> and then it goes up beyond the clouds and the, and the three foot penis monster is raining down, is providing the rain. And some fan made that. Uh, it's really cute. You know, gentle satire, nothing better. Oh, yeah. You know, two worlds colliding. Oh, yeah. And then you, you got the brief spot in the new Suicide Squad movie to just kind of bring it full circle. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, did you see it? I, I did. I loved it. Great. Did you see it? <laughs> I was just giving you a hard time. But it was good, right? They knew it. Yes. No? I, I really liked it. How did you get so interested in, in uh, the art of the moving image, Moose? Uh. Nosferatu, the the like classic black and white silent film Nosferatu, the version that Murnau, yeah, Murnau directed, yeah, just the the the, the lighting and the shadow, just yeah. everything they could do with lighting. That's right, they did it, and th that that really captivated me. Well, Hitch, you weren't alone because Hitchcock uh, um, was captivated by German expressionism. And his early movies, according to Hitchcock, and I, I've seen some of them, uh, clearly uh, uh, express the uh, German expressionism. Oh, for sure. Have you made any movies? I'm working on writing one. Oh, good. Wow. Good for you. That's the hard part. Yeah, I say writing it is definitely the, the hardest part, getting it out of your head and onto paper. And it's very lonely and the word procrastination. Oh, it? Yeah. Say, so, because you have this clear image of what you, how you want it to play out, putting that into actual words and then breaking it down into scenes and putting it into like a movie format is probably one of the most difficult things I think I've ever tried to tackle. Anyway, um, what about um, recently? Have you uh, seen anything you liked other than what's on Troma now, the hot new uh, uh, platform from Troma Entertainment. Have you seen anything outside of Troma now, uh, the future, but now? Have you seen anything you liked? I just watched uh, Malignant on Monday, the new James Wan film. He's great. He's terrific. 
and a very nice man. And and uh, so it was good, huh? Yeah, it was a little trippy at first, but then once you kind of get into it, it's it gives you kind of a slow burn at the beginning, and then like the mm-hmm. last half hour is just a lot of action and just super slasher, and it's just it's a really good crime Sorry? horror, uh, like what? Italian style. You, you know the uh, Italian style horror movies, the Giallo. Yeah, it, it's like an homage to that style of movie. Sugar-free Jello or the regular Jello? Regular Jello. Not the Bill Cosby Jello, I hope. Oh anyway, no, not Cosby Jello. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's very interesting. So uh, good for you. I say, yeah. if you haven't watched it, I, I'd definitely give it a shot. I will. And he and Juan is a, a very very good director. Oh yeah. Great, and he's he's very young, so you wonder. Where's this guy going to be when he's, you know, I always wonder where, where, you know, the tragedy of Kurt Cobain, where would he be now? I say, where where are they going? You know, I mean, you know, these people are are geniuses and they're, they're developing their art. And, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, some of them die very young and you really, you really regret it because you really want to see what they would have done when, you know, like Kurt Cobain, the guy was brilliant. Uh, Anyway, enough of it. And meanwhile, a mediocre footnote like me lives to be 75 years old. Oh, mediocre my ass. I mean, okay, so, yeah, you're the, we we can safely say you're the king of schlock, but in a good way. On the surface, the movies look really cheesy. Sorry, I'm the king and queen of schlock. True. You'll have to see. You'll have to see a hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm do. Well, let's say you, you do tend to wear a tutu a lot. Um, if you, that's Toxie steel. <laughs> if you would like to see hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, email me and I will send you a, a super duper secret link. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Maybe so yes, get a quote I, from When you. we're done here, I will get that set up. Yeah, email me. Or have your assistant email me. You know, they look really uh, cheap and easy on the surface, but then like, Movies like Poultrygeist, uh, Dawn of the Chicken Dead. Are you talking about Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead? Yeah. You know, there's a message behind it. Be careful what you say. There are a lot of chickens who, you know, have their intellectual capital invested in Poultrygeist. You know, there's a message behind it about big business and big fast food chains and things like that. It's the fast food nation for younger people because the people to whom fast food nation aimed, they already understood that, you know, they were people like me. I, we understood, we know that fast food is garbage. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that, uh, you know, might influence the young uh, people like you or younger. Well, and having worked fast food, you're like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> so, will we get any more Poultry Geist movies? <laughs> Nobody saw the first one. <laughs> oh, it, it has a pretty decent following. It's definitely a cult movie. I'm, I'm looking into. I'm. I'm I, I want to do a musical on stage, a live musical, and uh, I, I've connected with a, a very prominent Broadway uh, producer and. You know, we're looking into which uh, movie uh, might possibly uh, 
make a musical. And I was suggesting Poultry Geist. A lot of, it is kind of a, a bullshit musical, uh, kind of a foul movement. Uh oh. Oh my God. Oh my. What the hell is this all about? Uh, so you got to take it, take it. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, what? Eli Roth? What? You're giving me a featured role and you knew me? I don't believe No, you got the wrong role, Kaufman. <laughs> but I'm on with Moose Monster Mash. So uh, I uh, will talk about my rate uh, very soon. Thank you. Oh, what's that? You say James Gunn's got a... Well, uh, come on, you know. All right, talk to you soon. Wow, what do you think of that? Probably because um, they saw me on TV, like on your TV show, on your show. Great timing. If I make any money, you get 10%. I'm down. I always like a finder's fee. Let's talk about your biggest success, and that's Toxie. I mean, he's everywhere. He sure is. Well, he's a superhuman hero. Yeah, right? He's the everyman's hero, really. I guess every person's hero. The underdog. Uh, yeah, good for you. Very good. Very good, Paul. I mean, Moose. He, he's the underdog. And the represent... A trauma, the whole 48 years of trauma has been to support the underdog. And trauma is an underdog. And, uh, you know, we, we want to... Frank Capra was always about... And John G. Allison, my mentor and a very good friend, uh, for whom we dedicated... Uh, I think we dedicated Shakespeare Shitstone, uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstone. He did Rocky and Saturday Night Fever, and it was sort of my, uh, and Cry Uncle, Cry Uncle, which is hilarious. It came out as an X-rated movie, but it is brilliant. John G. Avelson's next movie was Rocky, and after that, Karate Kid. But um, yeah, a great guy, and uh, we had a lot of fun together. Now he's dead. But we did dedicate the hashtag Shakespeare Shitstone. So where did Toxie come from? Well, um, uh, Toxie uh, goes way back. He was uh, a, um, a very important uh, uh, consigliere with the uh, Medici's in uh, Renaissance Italy. And uh, he created the, the Mop School of Painting. Um, and uh, as you know, it became very successful during and after the Renaissance, but then went through a period of of decline. So around 1982, um, we met, Toxie and I met. Uh, he was at a low point, so I was able to get him cheap. And uh, we made the Toxic Avenger. And in those days, the environment was just starting. This is 1982. This is before uh, uh, Albert Gore discovered the internet or created the internet. Uh, and uh, stole the two uh, Nobel Prizes from the scientists who should have the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, so I'm told, and so I believe. Uh, may not be true, but I believe it. Uh, anyway, plus I'm jealous he's got 500 million bucks. It was. <laughs> ah, but he did get rid of his wife. That's a big plus. Tipped her over. Big plus, big plus. Except she had he had to kiss her during the... Uh, inauguration oh, I, I, I would have given up being a presidential candidate if i would have had to do that i'd be happy to kiss my own wife but if i had to kiss tip and gore oh, i would have puked that's only my opinion i know she's beautiful 
I bet you Moose, you think she's a goddess. Uh oh. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Anyway, you had a good question. What was it? I'm going to say, I'll, I'll plant a couple on Toxie first. <laughs> what was the uh, question? <laughs> we, we, we were talking about where Toxie came from. And we got up to about uh, the environment in 82. <laughs> well, I can give you uh, uh, two hours on where Toxie came from. And in my first book, uh, written by James Gunn, of course, uh, the first book I wrote was written by James Gunn. Uh, all I need to know about filmmaking, I learned from the Toxic Avenger. And we talk about how Pat and I used to go camping in the 70s. And everywhere we went, there was this McDonald's crap. And uh, so uh, I got interested in it. And also because I worked on Rocky, I got interested in health clubs. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of, and I love satire and I love uh, Preston Sturgis. And after a couple of years of thinking about it, I came up with a toxic Avenger who, <laughs> is a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength <laughs> who only has a mop, <laughs> a low-key mop as his weapon. He can jump, and he has a magical tutu and, a, and an eye, which so far in four movies, neither the tutu or the eye have done anything. But you watch. There's going to be some uh, new... There's going to be some video game Toxie with, where he can do a lot of new things. What I found really cool about Toxie is you take Melvin the Mop Boy's story, and in any other person's hands, Toxie comes out the villain. I mean, Melvin's bullied, he's the little guy, he's dumped on, and then he gets, you know, vat of toxic waste. Any, like, Marvel, DC, Image, anything like that, he becomes the villain. Well, now, um, as you know, Toxie's a good-hearted uh, uh, monster hero. But uh, Stan Lee and I were friends for over 50 years from the time I... The one thing I got out of Yale University, other than uh, drugs and uh, or the, my partner, my uh, roommate's film fest, film society, and what I, Chinese, I, well, I, I, would, I wouldn't even say Chinese study. I got something from it, but not much. And and that's my fault. It's my, my fault. At uh, any rate, uh, I discovered Marvel Comics. Uh, my neighbor, uh, who also was a film nut, uh, son of a director who had been uh, blacklisted or graylisted, uh, pinklisted, whatever they called it. Um, I, I discovered he had a big collection of Marvel Comics, and I started reading this. Holy shit, this is great. And I love the way uh, uh, the Mary Marvel, whatever they were, and the fact that the, the letterer, I know nothing about comics, but the letterer would have a, uh, a, a, a an alliterative name, you know, like, like, uh, 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 Duper, you know, Steve, you know, Ditko, uh, uh, I can't think of it now, naturally, because I'm nervous, but, uh, you know, uh, super duper Steve Ditko as uh, whatever. But Stan would come up with much better alliterations. Uh, anyway, we were friends for 50 years. He's a huge influence, obviously, on the Toma universe and uh, was a great guy. He's in about 10 of our movies. And I think we also dedicated hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm to Stan Lee. And uh, as I say, he was in about 10 of our movies. And 
And uh, usually I credited him as Peter Parker because I didn't want to get into trouble. He's such a nice guy and you know, he trusted me. And I, I know the movies that I make are uh, you know beyond the pale, so I didn't want him to get in trouble. And he never did. I say trauma movies are definitely you know in a breed of their own, but it's it, you know I, I I think if they got a bright brighter Jesus broader uh, viewing audience and people actually sat down and watched them, more, more people would find they actually enjoy them. They're not you know people chalk them up to these really you know like low budget crap movies but they're not yes they're hokey they're campy well you look at most of the high big budget horror movies that came out of the 80s they're campy as hell too and we still watch them may i interject because there's there's a company called legendary who just produced the 200 million dollar zilla versus kong uh, legendary 35 years later is remaking the toxic avenger for a billion dollars with uh, uh, Elijah Wood and Kevin Bacon and Peter Dinklage yeah. and uh, uh, all sorts of other people that you would love, uh, whose name I can't remember. But, um, uh, and a great director, Macon Blair, who is a, a fabulous young director who loves trauma. And uh, look at that, 35 years later. That Toxic Avenger was a movie that no theater would touch. Say a movie that no theater would touch becomes a cartoon, which is where I first got introduced to Toxie. You know, like I, I got introduced to Toxie from Toxic Crusaders, found out about the movies, went back, watched the movies. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, and then, yeah, now here we are. The uh, uh, reboots in the works, you know, says a shot lot for this. It's been it's there. It's done. It's being edited now. By the way, um, you mentioned something that I was going to, you were saying something just now. What the hell was it? Uh, Was it about trauma now? No. Uh, What was it? Say I talked about Toxic Crusader. Yes, Toxic Crusaders. Big Herc. Big Herc. uh, uh, Big Hercules or or at Big Herc Fashions. He, He released a huge line of clothing. Uh, Toxic Crusaders clothing. They're very cool, very beautiful too. Oh, and nice. I, I tweeted some of the uh, cartoon promos that he made with Toxie and uh, uh, Toxie's uh, significant other. Very cute, very cute. Anyway, the fashions are great. I'm gonna have to link those. Now, isn't this to- is this Toxie? Oh no, man, this is no. Sorry, this is not Toxie. <laughs> is that Biggie? It's Biggie, all right. <laughs> God, the real God. So, did Toxie just have really bad luck with blind women, or was it intentional to change the name of his girlfriend so many times? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember why we changed the name to Claire. It does, you know. I think that in my fucked up head, uh, I because we had Phoebe Legere who's a genius, and I wanted to make Toxie's significant other, uh, uh, you know, a Phoebe Legere. It's her, you know, Phoebe Legere's Toxie's wife. So I think it had something to do with that. And uh, uh, I love Phoebe uh, Legere. Yeah. Did you have any uh, hands in the reboot of 
Toxic Avenger or just did Legendary just do it all? The, the, the gang were great. They took no, uh, uh, Macon took notes. Uh, uh, they, I, I can't give anything away. Right. Uh, I, uh, why? I, if I if I were them, I'd want all the publicity in the world. But these big movies, you know, these billion dollar movies, they have a way of, of, of bringing out the information slowly. So, um, but I'll tell you, I read the script. It's it's better than uh, the original Toxic Avenger. I guarantee you. And um, also, uh, uh, the director knows trauma better than I do. Um, wow. You know, seen Terra Firmer and and you know some of my more obscure and more controversial movies. And and he gets it. And uh, the the mainstream and the trauma uh, fans, I think, it's going to be like the musical. The musical. Uh, which was much more in the family-oriented area, you know, it was a Broadway musical. But the little old ladies with blue hair showed up and the trauma fans with, uh, you know, piercings in their penises and all that stuff. Uh, and they they all loved it, you know. And yet it didn't, ha- I don't think it had anybody defecating on anybody or vomiting on anyone. And and the R-rated uh, billion dollar Toxic Avenger, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be crazy. But I think it will, it's going to be, it's, you know, in the same way that Deadpool, Deadpool, you know, was kind of a trauma movie. I I think, you know, this movie will be even more trauma-esque, but yet uh, more mainstream. And certainly, uh, I I think it's going to have a huge hit. I think it's going to be amazing. Yes. So I'm definitely. I know I'm looking forward to it, and I've heard, you know, everybody I've talked to about it is definitely looking forward to it, so. And it's got a great cast, right? Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Oh, and and uh, this uh, young woman, Julie Davis. She has a series on, I think it's HBO Max, called ah, Somebody for Susan Forever. Somebody Forever. Susan Forever. Oh, God damn it. It's brilliant. And uh, she's gorgeous. She is the writer director, Julie, uh, Ju- Julie Davis. Oh, shit, somebody forever. And, and it's trauma all the way. And it's on Netflix or Amazon or HBO Max. Check it out. So, Sally forever. Sally forever. Brilliant. Nice. And she has a major part in uh, the new Toxic Avenger billion dollar movie. And a uh, wonderful young uh, guy. Uh, who's who, who's a teenager, uh, Canadian, uh, and his family are big trauma fans. Uh, and he was in The Boys. Uh, I'm having a brain fart. But have you seen The Boys? Yeah. The, uh, who's the star of that? He's in Toxic Avenger. Tremblay. Tremblay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Josh Tremblay, I think his name is. He's in Toxic Avenger. I met him. Absolutely uh, brilliant kid. And his uh, fa- family are devoted trauma fans. And Taylor, Taylor T-A-Y-L-O-U-R, Page, uh, who plays, uh, who stars in uh, <laughs> a wonderful uh, wonderful movie. Oh, shit. Oh, God damn it. It's terrific. Anyway, look up Taylor Page and her movie. It's, it's streaming now. Anyway, she's in the Toxic Avenger Cabillion Dollar remake. And I met her, and she's a, a, a big, big Chroma fan. So I think the fact that the family there is 
is uh, really into trauma and toxic and uh, class in Newcomb High and, uh, you know, return to Newcomb High. And, and uh, I don't know about hashtag Shakespeare, maybe a little much, but, uh, you know, they, they get trauma. That's the thing. They get it. They get it. Well, that's good. I mean, that, that means it's in good hands. Yeah. If, exactly. if somebody else is going to do it, at least it's in that's right. competent hands. They're like Allstate. They're in good hands. <laughs> all you, you can see how brainwashed they are by stupid television. Yeah. Um, are we going to visit Newcomb High again? Or are we going to return to the return of the return of Newcomb High, as it were? Well, there have been five class of Newcomb High movies. They're all on Troma Now. Uh, Troma Now, you can see it on Roku and Google. All, any, whatever platform you have, I think you can find Troma Now. And it's also available on... Uh, watch.troma.com and first month is free and if you're tired of watching those same old baby movies uh, baby food movies uh, for $20 a month check out Troma Now you'll see uh, uh, some wonderful films like Death by Temptation uh, Samuel Jackson's first movie uh, you know nobody's ever heard of it it's, it's brilliant wonderful so yeah you um, guys have started uh, acquiring you know, obscure movies, and we inv- we finance that movie. <clears throat> yeah, and y- you also help distribute a lot of independent movies, letting some of the younger guys get their their name out there by yes. putting the trauma brand on it. The only problem is we don't make any money. God, we we can't make we don't make any money, and uh, you know when we make you know it's a. Uh, the, the the movie industry is a cartel, and the it's very hard. We're the last man, the last per, the last entity standing, right? Are there any other independent studios making movies and distributing to to the, to even ten theaters? Uh, nobody's doing it. So uh, Uncle Lloydie is the last dodo bird on the beach until the. <laughs> the fishermen come and bang them in the head and eat them. Whatever Time happened. to go. <laughs> yeah, became extinct. Are we ever going to see uh, like an official team up between you and like Full Moon Productions? Because I think that would be really cool. Uh, Full Moon Productions is so far above my uh, pay scale that I, I would, I couldn't possibly uh, go, go. You know. Even entertain, yeah, our competition would be out. But I'd be happy to uh, go against uh, George Lucas or uh, maybe uh, Brian De Palma. Uh, you know, no problem there. I, but uh, you know, I know my limitations. <laughs> what are you laughing about? It's funny. You you kept saying, uh, you know, billion dollar industry, and I kept thinking about Sergeant Kabuki Man. And kept wondering, are we ever going to see him get promoted to like Captain Kabuki Man or like <laughs> oh, uh, Commodore Kabuki Man? <laughs> Class of Newcomb High, uh, hopefully I'm allowed to say this, has been optioned uh, for a series. Ooh. Uh, I can't say who or what or what, but um, you never know. Maybe, uh, you know, we got to check at least. And as far as Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, uh, Doug Sackman, who was my assistant for many years and is now uh, the head of 
special effects on the hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm and has his own version of trauma in Philadelphia. Uh, and he has a bus that's actually a traveling uh, studio with, you know, it's like, a, the, the, what was it that, uh, you know, it's like a studio in a bus. It's terrific. Yeah. Equipment and lights and, oh, and nice. you can pour it in there and, and uh, you know, it's really great. Uh, anyway, he uh, is, is uh, hopefully put it, he's thinks he's going to be able to put together a uh, Sergeant Kabuki man, NY, NYPD uh, returns. Ooh. So uh, let's see what happens. You never know. You never know. Well, I know you got to roll out soon. So where can listeners follow you on social medias and stuff? I never told you I had to leave. What are you trying to kick me out? <laughs> Thanks a lot, uh, Moose. No, I know I have to go. Uh, oh, I'm no. having a. My wife is making Blue Apron dinner tonight. For those of you who don't know what Blue Apron is, you, you it's a subscription where you can get uh, uh, all, a gourmet meal with all the ingredients, so you don't have to go to the store. The finest of ingredients, and in about 20 minutes, uh, it tells you how to make a gourmet meal. And it's, and if you're having a date or something for 18 bucks for two people, maybe 20 bucks, uh, you can have a great evening. That's not and bad. what a great date that is because you talk to each other and, and they have a vegan option. And uh, I go for the Twizzler option myself. But uh, if you go on my Twitter, on my Instagram, you can see the blue apron trophy wife. Uh, and uh, I've done, you have to go back into time a bit. But uh, I have uh, had the honor of filming the Blue Apron Trophy Wife. Uh, so you can get a sense of what the vegetarian uh, option is. That's what she takes. Nice. I take the um, Maker's Mark uh, option, which is 101% proof. And a little bit warmer going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's do a trauma event in Omaha. No joke. Yeah, let's make it happen. And there, the commissioner will come with me, and maybe we can premiere hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. And I haven't been to Omaha for quite a while. I might know a couple people. I'll reach out. Very cool. So we know you're on Instagram. What other social media accounts you got? Well, right now, I think uh, if your fans could go to Troma Now and subscribe, uh, Troma Now at Roku or watch.troma.com on your um, computer. Uh, the first month is free. There's like a thousand movies. And if you're tired of watching this, you know, this baby food crap on the other you know, platforms where they all have the same thing and you're paying $20 a month, you come over to the uh, Troma Now world. The first month is free and you'll, you will be very surprised. There's some really great movies and also some very socially important films and movies that, well, obviously it wouldn't be on Moose's, on, uh, Moose and Mash Paul, if it, if it wasn't for our movies are good. So and thank you for letting me promote Trauma Now. It's the future. It's the future, Paul, as you know. Yeah. But now. It's the future, but now. Exactly. And listeners, you can find me. Hold on. That comes in a minute. I'll put the links to everything he just mentioned in the episode description. And you can find me and other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com. Or just follow me on Twitter at Moose Media Inc. And Uncle Lloyd, it has been a blast talking with it's you today. Fun. You're on Grinder, by the way. 
Uh, I'm on there as uh, Chino. <laughs> anyway, thank you. And it's a standing invitation to come back whenever the hell you want. Well, if you come to New York, by all means, come and let us host you at the Troma Building and show you uh, where the magic happens. And listeners, until next time, mash on. This has been Bruce's Monster Match. Come back for more chills and thrills if you dare. Whoa, <laughs>